0: To the PC Gamer UK Podcast. This is episode fourteen. I'm your acting host, Phil Savage, and this week I'm joined by Andy Kelly, Chris Thurston. Welcome, Chris. Hi. To your first PC Gamer Podcast. Well, wow. since the okay. 35 <laughs> yeah. of them I did. Yeah. Since the, ne- right. the Next Generation, your yeah, original series. This is my cameo
1: on TNG. Yeah. yeah. PC on so school. S- slightly 2. too 9. big for your uniform. Kind <laughs> exactly. of, yeah. I know,
2: that's actually happened since the old days
1: of the PC Gamer podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, all of our microphones are in LA right now at E3, hence the slight change in audio quality or the slight increase of echoiness. But, you know, we have one microphone, but we're still going to give you some damn goods. Harding. <laughs> nice.
0: That's, that's a PC game of promise, <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, so what with it being E3 this week, we thought we'd run through all of the conferences, uh, look at the games that have been announced, all the games that have been that have shown us new stuff. Yeah, uh, the good,
1: the bad, the, the what was that? Yeah, the what? The I don't understand. Yeah. And you can probably guess naked what Norman developer that came made. from. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> So yeah, we're going to start with EA, yeah. Electronic Arts, just Electrical in case you didn't know. Arts. Um, who did the first conference? It was on a reasonable hour for us <laughs> UK people, and that gives us a thumbs up. Yes, <laughs> um, got to bed at a good time. EA. Yes. Eh? so they're 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 big they're big guns, they're big cannons. Uh, the first of many was Titanfall two. It's back, <laughs> baby, <laughs> and it's yes. it's got more robots in it. The robot uh, swords now, and all your friends. Yeah. and it's got. So I guess the thing here is the the campaign. A lot of people said about the last game, we want a single player campaign. Those and they are doing wrong, one. But yeah, they said it because I want to know more about the 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 law of those robots. Why? Why were they built? Why they taking can they a... love? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I and mean, the answer is they can. It mm. yeah. just appears to be a romantic comedy slash buddy cop movie <laughs> yeah. starring one
1: man and his recently bereaved new robot friend. Yeah, so the the it's about the relationship, isn't it, between a man and his robot, yeah. whose name is BT, which I imagine is going to be like shortened to BT. 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 You know, yeah. 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 So yeah. Um. Apart from <laughs> that, what uh, what else is? Tight? Oh, it's got a grappling hook in it, yep. which yep. Sam Roberts. Who's in? Who's in E3 right now? Or at E3 has used that grappling hook and said it's really fun <laughs> to grapple with. Well, like, they
2: they nailed
1: movement so so
2: well on the previous game. Most exciting thing for me was simply that they've confirmed that post-launch maps and, and game things will be free. Yeah. yeah, which which was the only thing wrong with Titanfall One. Like it was a great game, but it was absolutely destroyed by its business plan.
1: So it's yeah. nice to see that be not fucked. I think that. Do you think that's going to result in people playing it for longer than the original? Which, of course, it will. because yeah.
2: you won't have to spend yeah eight quid every three months to yeah,
1: yeah. Playing it. That's that's really surprising. I mean, I know it's a bit of a cliche to say, oh, you know, to accuse EA of being sort of corporate uh, overlords, but giving them that stuff away three is pretty surprising well, and good. I think if you look at
0: what happened with Titanfall, it's not that surprising. Like, yeah, they had to do something. Mm-hmm. It's not like Battlefield where they have like such a rabid audience for that game where you can quite happily charge for yeah the entire french army. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah and and
2: and there's, i guess the the story of the last couple of years as well is is new multiplayer focused first person shooters failing mm. because of their post launch like evolved, being evolve being the other big yeah.
1: example of that. Yeah. Um so I guess, is that all there is
0: to say about Timefall? I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited fairly... because of what they're not doing as much as of what they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like some more of what was a very good game yeah. that, that died okay. a little bit too soon, maybe. Yeah. Well, you um, mentioned the French army there.
1: You mm. um, also showed Battlefield 1, uh, which doesn't contain the French army.
2: Unless you buy it. Unless that'll, you buy that'll it. That'll be a premium but, yeah. DLC pack. Yeah.
1: So they showed some new stuff of that. Uh, they showed a Zeppelin crashing... Um,
2: it was the first gameplay footage, wasn't it? Yeah, because uh, previously it'd just been yeah. cinematic stuff.
1: So the idea is that the team that's sort of on the back foot um, will get these mega units, and which yeah. case a zeppelin, and they'll be able to man the turrets and stuff. So it's kind of like a and, and drive it around. You can yeah, and drive it, it around. And yeah, you know. and the other the other team's priority then becomes to to take it down, and it crashes like that famous one, what crashed, <laughs> and you can shout all oh, the humanity through your headset, and it'll be very funny. Um, so yeah, I mean that's quite that's quite weird. War bands, to, uh, yeah, yeah, warbands, World War One warbands. But it's quite weird to have. It's quite an interesting idea
0: to sort of give the losing team like this last. Mm. Yeah, and it's an obvious way for Dice to do their. Here's a big explosion set piece. Evolution. Yeah, but in a way that's it's more interesting. The evolution. A um Yeah. I don't know. But um, be- because, because it's because it's a moving target, like it, it, it looks really impressive. When I should say I, ma- I managed to play some Battlefield One at the oh, yeah. EA Play event in London, um, and yeah, we were we ended up fighting the other the Zeppelin because we trounced the other team. Yeah, it was great. But uh, yeah, it's really impressive when it comes crashing in and uh, it interacts with the buildings or whatever it lands on as well. They were completely leveled by it. It's not just like an explosion. Graphic happens, and so it just changes the yeah architecture um, it of the changes level. It changes the architecture of the level. It evolves the level. The the frame of the <laughs> airship. I'm not I'm not rising to your bait. <laughs> the frame of the airship is it, it stays on the map wherever it lands oh, yeah. and that sort of thing. So that's kind of cool. Mm. Um, it's sort of the the other stuff that kind of impressed me with it. Um, I mean, in terms of destruction, it very much feels like Bad Company Two again huh. because. Because you're fighting around these, uh, certainly in the France map we played, you were fighting in these sort of small town houses and around that, and that's got, uh, that, that was what Bad Company felt like, is mm. you were in these kind of residential villages, and walls were just exploding, and it got really exciting, and yeah, I got that same thing here, which... I guess after... there wasn't many
1: skyscrapers back in the, yeah. the 1900s, so that's... <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of helpful. <laughs> to kind That's of the the correspondence. <laughs> <Andy Clay. laughs>
2: Did they have that in the past? The, uh, the Zeppelin thing is almost an embarrassing crutch for the team that receives it, surely. Like, there's no sign, no greater sign that you, yeah. you've, you've screwed hey, it up hey guys you're fucking it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, God, my dad's here.
1: Isn't there a, a kind of uh, change they've kind of brought from Battlefront where? Um, you can choose a sort of pilot class and you'll immediately spawn in a, an aircraft or vehicle. Yeah. It's not fully like Battlefront, yeah, There are a
0: pilot and tank classes um, now, and you can still pick up vehicles just from the map. And, like, yeah. They'll be about the place. But, um, the, yeah, the pilot and the tank classes are kind of what the engineer is now, because there's no engineer with, like, the repair tool in the main roster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you get out of your tank or plane having spawned as one, you you have a repair tool. You've got like a diff- slightly different loadout. It's not as good on the ground in terms of its power, so it's very much designed to sort of help you fix up your vehicle and go. There's there's something going on with like a self repair. You have to you, you can bastion it basically. You can stop and uh, yeah. and repair yourself while in vehicle, which seems weird. Um, so you got you got the
1: the yoke in one hand and the blowtorch in the other and you're sort of flying and repairing
0: i at guess the same that time. makes sense like if you've yeah. got a magic tool that you point at the something and it fixes it why can't you do that while you're in it yeah it's yeah, yeah. just good 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 working through that logic dice yeah. what's the medic class now yeah. uh it's uh is it the a it's a dedicated medic one it's a lot like battlefield fours where you don't have like the lmg and the mm-hmm. big powerful you've just got uh Standard boring rifle. It's but, a syringe but You now, have med packs and you have a syringe instead that you of uh, stabbing people. Instead of paddles, because mm-hmm. oh,
1: paddles didn't exist back then. Thanks. I thought it was
2: going to be like like a reviving mm-hmm. nip of brandy or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. now, <laughs> that Jin would up. have been good. <laughs> back, back amongst it. Come on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Battlefield one. Then it seems pretty good. Yeah. Looks. Yeah. Looks like Battlefield. <laughs> that that sent sound, that sounded very
0: negative but it does. <laughs> it, no, it seems a lot of the Battlefield. It seems like Battlefield, but sort of dialing back from some of the maybe unwise excesses of Battlefield 4. Um, I also really like the Sniper. You've got a bolt arch from Sniper. Oh rifle. yeah, they're always good, oh, aren't they? Always good. And it kind of, it, restric- it it limits the Sniper a bit as well because you actually have to stop between each shot and if you miss, your target's got a chance to get away while you're just cycling the chamber and yeah. coming out of zoom doing that action, which is nice, but it still feels really satisfying to so do because bomb action. Mm. The, um, nice. nice of, of action. They oh. got a lot at E3 they got a lot of um,
1: bunch of celebrities to play it and there was a brilliant clip of um, Snoop Dogg mm. standing playing Battlefield 1 as a medic I think and he, he had a giant uh, drug a drug spliff in his mouth <laughs> because he is the Snoop Dogg and he was um he was running he was standing and he was just sort of spinning in circles and then there was another clip of him successfully reviving yeah. someone so <laughs> you know he helped he helped the team despite being mindless on on Drug bongs, so good on Snip Dog. Andy <laughs> Kelly, drugs correspondent. Yeah, I know about drug Um So moving on from Battlefield. Yeah, the then. next, the next game is kind of uh, your Mr. Me. Thurston's. Uh, my entire bag. Yeah, your bag. Your, your mastermind space bag. specialist subject. Mass effect Mass Effect? Mass Effect. Mass effect. <laughs> mass Effects. And Give give me some mass effects about Mass Effect Andromeda. So they I think
2: so the, the, they didn't show as much as I think people expected them to. Mm. Um I just got that this showed anything really. it uh, reminds me a bit of um the how much they showed of Dragon Age Inquisition before that came out, which was almost nothing. So this sort of showed up and they showed a trailer that was sort of like part, maybe a little part documentary about the making of the game but with like little clips Mm. of new stuff specifically, um, like the new ship for the first time, the Tempest, um, which actually backs up a lot of leaks. So in a way it almost confirmed a lot more information than there was actually at the show because everything they showed was in line with things they'd leaked including the new ship being called the Tempest. Um, and they confirmed after the fact that the new uh, character, the new main character that you see at the very end of the trailer like waking up in cryo sleep in this new galaxy is called Ryder, mm-hmm. who will be the new um, Shepard, basically. Yeah.
1: Uh, named after Sally Ride, the first American woman in space. That's uh, a fact for you. That's my first mass effect. That's a good <laughs> mass effect. Um. <clears throat> so in the, in the trailer we've seen, I mean, they've gone to this new... It's a great setup for a sci-fi game, I think, that's going to a new galaxy and looking for a new home. Is. Is it going to be a bit sort of dodgy in terms of, like, you being a bit like Space Christopher Columbus and going and just sort of shooting up all these, um, breaking the prime directive with guns?
2: (laughs) I don't know. It depends, like, they haven't really given any details away about the plot at all. Yeah. Like, there's a few big questions hanging over at the moment. So, like, its relationship with the end of Mass Effect 3 is a big question. So there are two schools of thought on this. Because at the end of the trailer, you see, um, you see shuttles above Earth. It's definitely Earth. You can see, like, the coastline of the United States and the human fleet in orbit, and it's recognisably the human ships from Mass Effect approaching this massive thing that looks a bit like a citadel, mm. and a bit like a mass relay from the first game, which um, are crucially both things that can travel through FTL, because um, nothing else can, you need mass Pre- relays to do Presumably
1: it. cobbled together from like smashed up Reapers. Yeah, sort exactly. Of, yeah. And they're also Reaper
2: tech. And so yeah. all of that stuff suggests that they are post-Mass Effect. Yeah, um, And then that, that thing is actually a ship. It's called. I think it's probably going to be called the Ark. Um, which, because in the in the N7 day trailer, which came out in November last year, it's the last shot of that trailer is that thing like jumping the hyperspace. So that's obviously the ship you arrive in. Um, but they've also said that it's set substantially after the events of Mass Effect 3. But the big question at the moment is whether or not um, you leave after Mass Effect 3, which would make sense based on the technology, or if you left during the course of the original trilogy, but the journey takes so long that you arrive, like, hundreds of years As in,
1: it was like you're evacuating the Milky yeah, like Way this, to get away from the Reapers kind like of this thing. This was a contingency plan. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, this, that, that might be why you're leaving. It's like, you know. But that would be a pretty huge retcon to say, like, oh, we had the technology to do, like, you know, Citadel-style relocation and yeah. stuff like that. So I'm, I'm in the camp that thinks that it's actually just substantially after the end of the third game. I'm not sure. Like, they said that there probably won't be a huge influence, like, Shepard's... Final decision won't have necessarily a huge influence what happens in Andromeda because, I mean that this is their way of getting out of having to answer a lot of that stuff is uh, and whatever
0: decision you made affected one galaxy next yes. door. Like, <laughs> but if your character leaves after the events of Mass Effect Three, does that not open up the possibility that they're a weird hippie half AI?
2: Yeah, I mean they can they can follow, like they can. They can whiffle away a lot of that stuff if they choose to. Hmm. Um, so that's like sort of big story thing one. The only other story thing that's sort of that was confirmed after the, after the conference actually um, is that there are more than there's more than one rider. Right. So um, there's it's about family. It's not about one like character, um, which is really interesting. Shades of Dragon Age two, and they also hinted that this will impact how you pick who rider is. Okay, that you not don't necessarily pick is rider male or female, it's, like, which rider you're playing as, which is kind of an interesting idea. Mm -hmm. So that's the force sounds really cool. They showed, um, so, yeah, a new ship called Tempest uh, and two new crew members. I did a gallery of PC gamers sort of breaking a lot of this stuff down. Definitely a
1: Krogan crew member, definitely a Solarian crew member, and all this fits with leaks as well. Um, We saw a clip of someone, maybe they play a character wearing sort of N7 armor, um, but then another clip of them wearing, like, some sort of like a non-branded suit yeah. kind of thing do you think the do you think that was more of a kind of just you just get an opportunity to wear that famous armor or do you think it's I mean it would
2: so like if I'm a mass Effect law nerdy you want to get it would make sense for at least one of the main character protagonist options to be an n7 graduate but they've also hinted very heavily that you might be able to play as a non-human character as well. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then you know, kind of, who knows? Basically, yeah. um, it also might be that yeah, like the Shepherds brand continues. Yeah, <laughs> like
1: mainly because they've been, you know, they've got to keep selling them N7 hoodies. Yeah, so they've they got to have do. that in there.
2: <laughs> one thing I liked about the, the, what they showed actually is that um, watching it frame by frame, one of the things is like figuring out, oh, this is the protagonist in this clip, and this is the protagonist in this clip, and they switch a lot. Like in some shots, it's male; some shots, they're female. Yeah. Like and so on. Um, like I figured out right when I was watching it. Right at the end of that trailer, there's a clip of like a dude, like, um, like a Krogan, like dropping a guy, and like there's a human character, like, crouched next to them, watching this happen. And at first, I thought is that like a clip of like a villain doing something, but I don't think it is because I think it's the same Krogan companion as earlier in the shots. Like I think that's a renegade thing. I think that's a, probably you're interrogating a guy by dangling him over a crevasse, and yeah, like, yeah, okay. you decide to be a dick at the
1: end, kind of thing. They well, I'd love should... to play as a Krogan. Yeah, yeah, that'd be amazing if that's with, the... and but it'd be so hard for them to to write, you know, because with uh, male and female Shepard it's the same dialogue essentially but with, you'd have to write dialogue that reflected the sort of attitudes of the race you were playing as, so if you played as a Solarian your dialogue would be so different in tone and style than if you were a Krogan, and then if you were, you know... I mentioned that, though,
2: be... like, they did it surprisingly well with Inquisition, where you can play as lots of different races, mm. and they all react to the world. There's enough. There's enough in there that's different. Mm. So you know, there's probably a lot of dialogue that's the same, but there's enough in there that you go, "Hang on, this is this is my character responding as an elf or as a Canari." Yeah. And so I think they faced down that problem specifically with the Canari before, yeah. because the Kunari are basically fantasy Krogans. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they also showed the new Mako tank. Which looks like it isn't a wonderful anti grav ball of nonsense anymore. But <laughs> uh, yeah, and a bunch of other things that sort of implied by the trailer. So like, the new ship looks a lot smaller, but also looks like it can land on planets. Yeah. And whether that's something you make a decision of or it's just like there are prescripted landing zones. So the kind of confirmation of that is not only a couple of shots of it having landed, but that could be mission stuff. But there's a shot of the Mako, like, you know, rocketing off onto this sort of like lunar landscape. But above it, as it rockets off, you can see the rear engines of the Tempest. So that means that, unlike Mass Effect 1, where you kind of get dropped from atmosphere yeah. and then you land hmm. on the planet presumably you land first is stuff like that so like I'm dead excited about it I really enjoyed Inquisition and I think this is almost even a better fit for the same kind of technology this like big open world go explore stuff and if they if they manage to marry what was good about Mass Effect 1 yeah they're kind of driving around finding new world stuff mm. with the like production quality of the other games and I think it could be really great
1: yeah, some
0: cool Mass effects. yeah. That's... Going from one of Chris's specialist subjects <laughs> to another. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I, you can't see this
1: because this is a podcast you, which you listen to, but Chris is Reality wearing <laughs> Correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> Just to remind you, but Chris is wearing a Star Wars t-shirt which is a clue to the next game. <laughs> I think Although it's more not a coincidence room. than yeah. a clue. They, they, didn't, they showed yeah. a bunch of Star Wars stuff, but then they also didn't. So we saw a very brief snippet of Visceral and uh, Visceral's yeah, game that's we being basically written by
0: know which studios are making a yeah, Star Wars game? So
1: Visceral is making one written by Uncharted's original writer Amy Hennig, and you see a really brief clip of a man uh, emerging in a very Nathan Drake esque way out of a sort of into a. A desert spaceport as some TIE fighters fly across, and, and there are like it. there are
2: like Imperial
1: banners everywhere. And yeah, and like there's that. a star destroyer floating in the air. So very cool space trench coat. Yeah, And he sort of walks out of the. He does that Nathan Drake thing of wherever you walk, he must touch the wall <laughs> with his hand. Yeah. So he does that. So that Nathan that... Drake and Jimmy Stewart are united in that. Yeah. If you watch Jimmy Stewart movies,
2: he's always constantly stroking the. Sets. Just,
1: yeah. Maybe that was inspired by that. Yeah, maybe. It's very cinematic thing to do. The, and they also show the the announced Battlefront two inevitably, which is going to have bits from Force Awakens in it. Yeah. Um, or yeah. possibly Rogue One. Yeah. Worth considering. They, said they like just different. said the new movies, didn't they? Yeah. So other oh, new move, Yeah. Exactly. So that could be. Yeah um what else was there any other star wars nuggets well visceral was making a so star wars was... game but they didn't show anything or... isn't
2: respawn making it oh game? no sorry that's
1: what i meant respawn yeah because yeah. visceral was doing just, the yeah. the but uncharted kind of type one
2: because this is the first thing you've heard from respawn that isn't Titanfall, right mm-hmm. yeah so yeah at Fall. fall coming
1: <laughs> 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 just calling in, yeah calling in attacks from the sky <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's your pal <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it was very much just uh you know Here's a bunch of Star it was Wars very stuff. Much EA
0: standing on stage going, "We've still got this license." Star Wars. Yeah, this, you like this, Star Wars? This part of the show
2: felt very like, "We've got nothing to announce." <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of field. Um, yeah,
1: there was a lot of very well shot sort of uh, images of Scandinavian developers um, drawing on sort of Wacom ta- tablets. Don't forget Canadians and Canadians. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of people from the Frozen climbs making Star Wars <laughs> games for EA. And that, yeah, I guess that was the, there were other things in it, but those were they. They were sports. So, oh, yeah, sports hey. Madden. New Madden. I mean, they're getting really good at making fo- American football okay. oh, players. Yeah. Looking... Telltale's FIFA. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, yeah, FIFA story mode. Yeah, well, you yeah, well, you with managers that you can interact with. And Jose Mourinho came out and sort of really very am. nonchalantly
0: went, yes, I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, that was this year's most awkward bands. Yeah, Most I thought I, th- I thought
1: it was awkward more for them than uh, uh, Jose looked unflappable. Yeah, he just he was just like, yeah, I don't care about this.
2: so the presentation on what esports is through the through the lens of Madden was awkward, and I say that as someone who writes about esports professionally, yeah. you know. And then and then they proceeded to bring out the eight best Madden players in the world <laughs> on stage just to have a look at them. Look, not, yeah. They didn't do anything. These are like, <laughs> these are them. Take a good yeah. look. They're just some
1: men. And that was, yeah. Should we score each conference out of 10? No. <laughs> <laughs> or is that uh, too cruel? It might be too cruel. It might be too cruel. Yeah. yeah. We can go to the end, maybe. Go back through. and then Yeah. We can on. just say, what do you think it was a good conference? Let's commit to an opinion on this. It had, it
2: had Mass Effect and Star Wars in it. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't, that. it was so clear that it's like, this is what we're working on. And it's like, things like the charity initiative was nice, but it was definitely a, this is one of our filler years. Yeah. yeah,
0: EA seemed to have one-on-one-off in that regard. Like, two years ago their E3 conference was very much let's look at a lot of studios and see what they're doing on Wacom tablets. <laughs> yeah. And they did that again this year because, as Chris said, I, it's the Battlefield year, so yeah, yeah they, they've got bank. They don't, need, they don't yeah. need anything else. Yeah. So, yeah, next year's E3 EA conference could be pretty good, Yeah, is what we learned this year. <laughs> yeah, next on the list,
1: Bethesda. Who are, who are, this is like their third or something big second actually second, second conference yeah, th- and yeah. they sort of uh, established themselves as one of the one of the big boys it was and 3 in the morning so it doesn't get very mm. many points for for sleepy time no, I still watched that the next day I was not staying I up for up. that I stayed up that's crazy um, to that E3 course so know. yeah Bethesda was very it was quite a f- um it was quite a mix of uh, weird interesting stuff and predictable Sort of, I saw that coming, Steph. Yeah, Um, one (laughs) 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 like every conference, basically. (laughs) I've yeah. just described every conference. Hey, look, now we're going to spend five minutes talking about Elder Scrolls Online. It's still alive, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Elder Scrolls yeah. Online was it? shown there, but we're probably not going to talk about that. There there's, there's,
2: there's one the... person who fucking loves.
1: Oh it. God! You're just screaming every
0: like it was. Oh yeah. Are
1: they being tortured to make <laughs> some sort of audience? The album? thing is, yeah. Have that... a look on YouTube and search for Bethesda uh, screaming woman, and someone's cut her together every time she oh, <laughs> screams, and it's That's weird. <laughs> and it's really like you can tell it's just someone sort of um, who works for Bethesda trying to generate a bit of buzz. Maybe <laughs> I mean like.
2: That, that, that game, I'm kind of glad it survived because there's never been a game that I've been sadder to hate mm. Like I really wanted it to be good and I loved the previous work of the developers and I reviewed it and the week I spent reviewing that game playing it non-stop was just the yeah. The I saddest, remember looking over it quite a time. lot and seeing you looking very sad Well actually the one thing they did announce, it might be worth talking more briefly, like, yeah. the one thing they announced was uh, they, they always call it like Tamriel Unlimited or Tamriel Unbound or Tamriel blah 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 um, one Tamriel. Was this is like this one? one Tamriel. Make Tamriel great again. The Make Tamriel, <laughs> the Make Tamriel great again initiative is they have like flattened out. They've like I guess done some level scaling thing where you can go to any zone at any time, it has any faction to do those quests. Mm-hmm. And that was the big one of the big failings of the game. Like it's got other problems as well, but one of them was that you say, "Oh, I want to be a, a Breton or I want to be a, a, a Nord or whatever," and then you're on one path through the yeah. same like grey and green landscape yeah. for the next sixty hours of your life. Now that it's a bit more varied, I think that gives it a bit of
1: a bit of life, potentially. They showed off um, Dark Brotherhood, and uh, the kind of problem in my head with Dark Brotherhood is the reason people love Dark Brotherhood quests, because it's that brilliant thing of choosing and planning and, and using the systems to plan out a fun assassination, whereas in an MMO, the missions are always... The quests are always more. Yeah, do the thing we tell you, and that's yeah. not the spirit of the Dark Brotherhood they quest might, line, is it? Really?
2: The, the, there's some, there's some branching questy stuff in, in Elder Scrolls Online, but yeah, it's never going to be as free form as, as the other games. Also, one of the, the fun things about Dark Brotherhood is feeling that like you're kind of breaking the system a bit. Like it feels like the alternate version of the game where you're a prick. Right? Yeah. Like because you have yeah. the main quest, and then you have Dark Brotherhood stuff, which is all about sometimes just killing people who'd otherwise be walking around selling you stuff. Mm. Yeah. an MMO is
0: never really going to. Not when there's you and twenty nine other people queuing to stab one guy in the back. (laughs) Um, I'm sure that's not what happens, but but yeah, Elder Scrolls uh, Online. Uh, But then they announced things, didn't they?
1: Oh, sorry, if you got more to say about Elder Scrolls Online,
0: (laughs) are saying that it's good now. Oh, really? Like that they've turned it around in a similar way to what Square did with Final Fantasy Uh, XIV. But it's hard to know how much of that is true because a lot of people said, "No, you're wrong. It is a good game when it was reviewed, and it patently wasn't." Yeah.
1: Yeah. Indeed.
0: Anyway,
2: anyway.
1: to, to announcements. Announcements. Quake Champions. Mm. It's the something anniversary of Quake. 30. 30th.
0: Like
2: 25.
1: 25. 25. 20? It's 30th of Ubisoft. Yeah. It's basically Quake's twenty, really 20. old. Yeah. yeah. 20 and I did a new one, and it's got a lot of... um, Quake, the, the trailer is kind of a lot of rendered... um. Yeah. Character models from Quake Three Arena, sort of jumping around a, a dark room, shooting each other,
0: and Having I think, bolts. yeah, the mm. gist, the, <laughs> the gist is it's a multiplayer. You know how everything, every FPS is a character shooter now. Yeah. Guess what Quake is. Um, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: That's my feeling about that. Like I, I was really hope, well, given what they'd done with Wolfenstein and this was done with Doom, mm. I was ready for Quake to be this kind of like full fat unapologetic return to Quake 1. yeah, And I can totally see why they've decided to make you know, Overquake or Quake for Watch, or whatever you want to call it. yeah, uh, with, with the Quake 3 kind of character set and weapons and stuff. And hopefully it'll be good. Mm. But, yeah, I've got some concerns. Like, Quake Live didn't breathe new life back into this thing. So it, I, that's the thing I want to know. is like Why is this different? And why will this yeah. do the thing that previous attempts to revive Quake Deathmatch?
1: I haven't. See, it's, it's, I can see why they're doing it, but I, I was a little bit disappointed. I wanted a return to um, Lovecraftian horror, Quake with castles and yeah, knights same. and stuff. Like, I, I thought that was way more interesting than kind of uh, industrial sci-fi Quake. But you know, yeah. Also, I mean, Quake
0: One mm. multiplayer is still my favorite mm. mm. of the Quake multiplayers. Yeah, they, um, no one like for all the for all the FPS runs we're getting. No one seems to be committing just to doing is is a deathmatch. Everything's completely leveled out. Just yeah. death match out.
2: Learn the maps, find out where the rocket launcher spawns, remember yeah. those timings. Yeah, like I didn't really like do multiplayer very
1: much. No, it was a bit bogged down in number one. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, it's not really. We haven't seen it running. I don't really. know yeah, much about true. it. So that's. But that's it's it's yeah. got something to prove because Overwatch exists. Yeah, all yeah. these
0: all these shooters do because Overwatch exists. Yeah. So yeah. Why play something else? Um, they also announced. This is
1: more of an announcement that will. Uh, for console Actually, people. Actually no. You think?
0: So yeah, but uh, you should say what it's say it's Skyrim remastered, <laughs> yeah. which uh is as it sounds like, an excuse for Bethesda to get Skyrim onto the new generation of consoles. Yeah. Uh it'll be available on PC as well and it'll be free to anybody who owns Skyrim and all its DLC all packs. Or the legendary additional whatever which, it's which is yeah. Skyrim and all its D L C packs yeah. yeah uh in a bundle. Um so if you've got that, you will get Skyrim Remastered. Now, it sounds pointless, because you'd think, yes, we can get mods and stuff to make that look like what it does already. Yeah. Um, but what a lot of people suspect right now is it'll be a move to a 64-bit engine, uh, which will actually make it a lot better for mod makers to do more uh, with the with Skyrim as a mod platform. Um, so the developers of Skywind, which uh, is uh, a, an attempt to port Moral wind into Skyrim with new assets and quests and stuff is the, like their developers basically came out and said, "Yeah, if this is what we think it is, it's gonna it's gonna make our lives easier. It's gonna make for a better mod."
1: Ah, so there is some benefit yeah. to us then, because obviously we can it, it, the footage they showed. I mean, it, it looks very similar, but they've just added tons more foliage and and hmm. stuff. So yeah. um, we can obviously do that with mods, but that so the yeah, uh, 64 yeah. an you
0: get but you get the improvements. But you get the improvements without having to add twenty other mods. Yeah, to see, get I kind of like the idea. So of it reduces having it, the mod yeah. platform, which you can then build on again to an extent. Yeah. Like that—that's kind of why it works. Also, Pete Hines did say that they think pretty much all of the mods that are currently available for Skyrim will just out of the gate work for the new one that might not be the case with some graphical ones like yeah like if you put a extra be, foliage you might be on adding top, a tree to like, a place it was already a tree yeah, <laughs> yeah. but if yeah. there is if there is <clears throat> that much more foliage you won't need the foliage mods anymore yeah. but yeah no I think there is a reason to actually pay attention to it um, the only thing that needs to happen is the script extender would need to be updated but that seems like a fairly trivial thing for that team because mm. they already did it with Fallout 4 so yeah they're not they're doing
1: so yeah Skyrim remastered then mm. um New a new game, kind of, yeah. uh, by Arkane Austin, um, who are not the people making Dishonored 2. They're a separate group with, under the same banner. Uh, yeah, is that so, correct? To... Well,
2: Arkane collectively made Dishonored 1, mm-hmm. and then they did a sort of personnel swap where Harvey Smith went from the US to France, and apparently Rathcon Antonio either stayed in America or went from France to America, so I don't know,
1: the yeah. kind of the... The exchange program has produced Dishonored 2 and (laughs) Prey. Prey, yeah, which is uh, not the Prey 2 that was teased and uh, cancelled, which was a kind of alien bounty hunter thing set in a Blade Runner city. Uh, they seem to have got rid of all that and made I'm something. Gutted, mate. And the the, the <laughs> gutted. trailer is. I know I was. I thought that was a great concept. I think we talked about that in another. We've podcast, talked about that. Yeah, know, where least, it was
0: at least once before.
1: But yeah, this is so. This is prey, and it's not a remake of the original. As far as I could see, it has. No, I couldn't fi- find one tie to any the original prey. So it seems like the. I don't know what, what I mean to to you guys. What is prey when you think of prey? What do you think of like the portal thing? Weird. Um, Native yeah, American, okay. yeah. uh, weird mysticism, nonsense, <laughs> alien you know, abduction. Semi-racist, yeah. sci-fi shooter. And it, it doesn't contain any racism of any kind. Great. So, <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: mean,
2: yeah, I don't, no, it's, it, it does feel like they took, you know, like, hey, fix Prey 2 for it. And it's like,
0: would you prefer system shock? And like, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. And it, they're not calling it Prey 2, are they? They're just calling it Prey. Yeah, That's Prey. Like, that, that game already exists. Yeah, But...
1: So it's, it's like, it looks like sort of vaguely sci-fi. There's a bit of like Moon, where this guy's like living a sort of um, uh, prescribed life. He keeps taking some sort of pill. Yeah, he seems to be stuck in a time loop Yeah, but something. then he ends Maybe. up fighting uh-huh. sort of oil monsters. They should do. Yeah, mm. weird like creatures made of... Yeah. Shadows and oil, yeah. A Shadows good, and uh, oil. 3 for oil monsters. We'll get back to you later. Yeah. So yeah, Prey, I don't really know. I mean, the, the guy, you see the main character, whose eye gets steadily redder. Over time looks a bit like rock, paper, shotgun managing editor Graham Smith, former yeah. PC gamer editor Graham mm. Smith.
2: Looks a lot like him actually. Yeah. Um yeah, no, um yeah, they didn't really it doesn't really tell you anything about the game they're probably a horror shooter set on the space station.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's just weird. So yeah.
1: yeah. It's an just, arcane like, An arc-
0: yeah. another arcane, like immersive sim thing, yeah, yeah. That's, I'm up for that. I just I really liked what Prey Two looked like. Oh yeah the original someone else version of that the... someone has to make the alien bounty hunter blade runner game. Yeah.
1: Cause that that even makes more sense being called Prey, because you know you're chasing your prey. Why is the new one called Prey? Maybe you are Prey. You are the prey. You are the prey. Morrison. Morrissey is the main character.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Prey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't know what to say about that now. That's it that was so vague and mysterious that I have nothing else to say. Uh, the other side of Arcane in Lyon, yeah, it? beautiful Lyon, are making and showed us a bunch of Dishonored 2, which looks friggin' awesome. Yes, pretty hot.
2: There was a bunch that I'd already seen because I went to visit them mm. a couple of months ago, April, um, and I wrote about it for PCGamer.com, um, which was the as PC District. Gamer magazine
0: out now in shops.
1: Yeah. Indeed, wink. It's on the cover. It's, it's, on is. it's on the cover of the magazine. Yeah, Good look God. look on your news on the newsstand for a, a split of Corvo and Emily. Mm. Is it Emily? Yeah. Yes. And then double check to make sure you've not got Games Master in your hand. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: so yeah, the, 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 some of the stuff like the mission they showed, I'd seen a bit more of. But then mm. there's a bunch of new stuff as well, like the the intro of the game with Corvo speaking. Yeah. In Garrett from <laughs> voice. <laughs> Garrett voice. Yeah, and like. A lot of the stuff to do with the plot, generally, laying a rose
1: in front of a picture of the um, the
2: empress. empress yeah, mm. yeah, it looks great. Feel to protect. What did you guys make of it? Because I, I feel like I because I'd seen it before. For me, it was more
1: like, oh yeah, I get it. But like, <laughs> it did, I recognized this. It yeah. looked. Yeah. It, it looked like kind of what I expected, and that's not bad. A bad thing at all. I mean, it looked. It looked. Like a lot. Even that. the 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 reuse of the sound effects and the animation and just the feel of it was very like just more dishonored. But but nicer looking. I kind of liked how high the map was. Yeah. Um, I mean, Harvey Smith made a point of saying that they're using the favorite word of game devs, verticality. I mean, um, I kind of liked, it. it looks a lot more interesting, uh, uh, geometry architecture to move around in, but I mean, it just looks like more good dishonored.
0: Mm. I really like the look of some of Emily's powers. Um, both from a visual standpoint, like there's a mesmerized one, which is like this weird obelisk that sort of shifts and... Yeah. There was that
1: thing where you can attach her kind tethers between enemies. That's a really good idea. What affects one will affect the others. That's quite cool. That's a really nice idea. Very
2: granular as well. So like, it's not just like killing them. It's like how you kill them. Yeah. If you push one, they all get pushed.
1: Stuff like that. That's going to make for some amazing YouTube videos of stealth
2: masters. An example I was given is guard standing on the edge of a cliff, civilian wandering nearby, link the guard to the civilian, just shove the civilian. Civilians just momentarily inconvenienced by it, Mm. but the guards killed. That's brilliant. I mean,
1: it's so, like, it's such a game mechanic, just shoved in, like, it doesn't... It's one of those things that they're not trying to justify it by making any any in-universe sense. It's just a cool game thing to do.
0: you wait until the ten-minute speech by the... Outsider. um, Outside. The other thing they said is that, um... Let me tell you about (laughs) seven. You can reject... The outsider
2: in this game. Yeah. So at the start of the game you can say, nah, actually I don't want magic. Which is really cool because it implies that they will have built the game so that you don't need uh outsider powers.
1: Must be a path through that you can just use. It's probably like the equivalent of like yeah, extreme hard
2: mode. Yeah. But like um well there's also the so playing the original game when I when I did a multiple playthroughs of different kinds, one of the ones I did was like the thief playthrough where it's like you don't use the powers at all. You have to have them, but you just sort of pretend. I used to say it was like the weird dream playthrough where like Corvo hmm. gets out of prison, has a weird fucking dream, and then never thinks about it ever again. <laughs> yeah. Even though he has got weird tattoo now, but you know, he doesn't realise he can teleport. Um but the problem is there's a bit in the game where you either have to blink or use the magic double jump to proceed. And if you don't do those things, you can't proceed. And that kind of broke it for me because mm. like having to like people were like, Oh, you can just jump. But I was like, Yeah, but you have to magic double jump. Yeah. Something humans can't do. Um but yeah, and the um the other thing is that maybe this it's earth at E3, but Talking of tweaking the game and difficulty stuff, there's a really extensive set of like mutators and mm. AI tweaks you can make outside of the game for a given campaign that affect things like uh, the shape of a vision cone for a guard. Because Dishonored has a running design thing where up is safe, pretty yes. much. Like that's a little bit less so because of that verticality thing. Um, it's actually tied to their architecture study and stuff because it's set in like a kind of southern it's a bit like Havana or Barcelona or like an English colonial city hmm. in the Raj or something. The rooftops are flat. They're not, they're not sloped rooftops like, yeah. like in Dunwall, which is modeled on Britain because they're flat rooftops. You can get up there. Guards can get up there as well. They can climb now. Um, but that means that like, it kind of accentuates that thing of the traditional sonnet thing of I'm sitting on a chandelier. You can't see me at all. Um, Whereas in the those settings, one of the things you can do is change it so that guards have an over, you know, a, a vision cone that includes a lot of vertical dimension okay. as well. So if they're, you know, they can just go, oh, there's a guy up there, like a, like a human might, um, and like loads of other things about whether or not like leaning out of cover is invisible or if yeah. you can get seen or you get seen slowly and all that stuff. So yeah, they're giving you loads of control over mm. how you
1: how how hardcore you want that stealth to be. Cool, Dishonored two then. Looking real good, real nice, <laughs> lovely stabbing, excellent Fleetwood Mac. Yes, in the trailer. Oh yeah, yeah, it's Gold, it's, um, Dust, Gold Woman. Dust Woman, isn't it? Yeah. It's sort of. Is that like one of those uh, slow covers? That it was, was like a, it
2: was the it was, of the variant of slow covers. It was the slow, grimy, grungy electric guitar cover where it kind of like builds with menace. It was really yeah, good, actually. that was good. Yeah, that's a good match of song <clears> to Subject Matter.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, Bethesda then pretty good, that? pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. So that's my
0: rating. Yeah. Did it right, didn't I? It was all right. Yeah. Not quite a filler year. Don't don't do yeah. it at three a.m. again.
2: Yeah. No. And uh, also the intro, the opening, the pre-show was the worst thing I've ever seen. Did you see the pre-show? No, I did not It could be time. because we didn't watch it live. Oh man, yeah. it's worth. So they did. They 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 made one terrible terrible decision. I mean, because a lot of different uh, different uh, publishers have like awkward banter between like yep. people like. Either, like, uh, you know, famous broad YouTubers or, or, like, Twitch people or people who used to attack used to present Attack of the Show in yeah, some yeah. context, right? Like, those, you know, that's kind of what they do. And they know what they're doing. It's always a bit staid and mm. scripted and to varying degrees of, of, you know, cringeworthy, but kind of get why it's there. But Bethesda made one crucial error, which is that they sat their two hosts in front of the audience, like, the entire, right ranked seating of people, like, 400 yeah. people, and pointed the camera in that direction. And that meant... Because no one is interested in this. No one is... And it was really forced, awkward chats about, like, what was your favorite thing about Fallout 4? I can't stop crafting! (laughs) And it went on for ages. And so you'd see these two people kind of, like, forcing a smile and trying to force a laugh through each other's kind of, like, scripted banter. And then behind them, 400 bored people looking at their phones. Like, and then one guy who was sat directly between them so that you could see, like, him behind the thing. Yeah. Who was just, like he realised that he was, like, the star of this. (laughs) So he started to, like, spread his legs further and further apart and lean further, further back into the world of his, like, luxuriant (laughs) man-spread. Then he changed his T-shirt between segments. And so it became fascinating. Then him and and the, the woman who sat next to him both, like, chugged a bottle of water and they were, like, going for it. And you could see, like, and he, it's like, this. And the hosts have no idea. And then abruptly, between trailers or something like that they were showing beforehand, they showed, like, the designer trailer from last year and stuff like that, it cuts back and the hosts and now really awkwardly stood on the stage with the camera pointing the hell out of direction. Some producers, like, right. Yeah, okay. You've got three minutes to... I don't know who thought the pointing the camera at the audience for half an hour before the show is yeah. going to result in anything other than
0: a sea of... Bored <laughs> games journalist faces, but are uh, terrible. So, yeah, next conference. Next conference. Uh, Microsoft, who a lot of the time can be a bit varied with how much they will ever even mention the PC. Usually, it's not at all. They never use that word. No, they, don't, they don't, but this year they used the words Windows and yeah. 10. Almost every trailer almost. had uh, the voice going, oh, Windows 10 and Xbox One exclusive. Yeah. Uh, almost every video. Yeah, um, Microsoft are actually jumping in. They've been saying it for about two years now, mm-hmm. but it seems like all of their big upcoming games will be coming to Windows ten via the medium of the beloved Windows well, Store. Well, there was
1: actually an interview with um, Phil, Phil Spencer. Spencer, where he said, um, "He said we will ship games on Steam again." Um, oh, really?
2: They must have learned because I mean,
1: uh, it was Tomb Raider, wasn't it? That ninety eight percent of people bought it on Steam. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah. the problem isn't
0: so much something like Tomb Raider, where it's third party. The problem's going to be stuff like Quantum Break, and I doubt that's old. And yeah,
1: they admitted that was um, they they did a bad job with that, and they well, said they did an okay job with Gears of War. No, yeah. no, that's not so true.
2: But the Windows Ten store is a trash fire, so anything you mm. can do to get out of that, i
1: mean... when when it was stuff like with when a game works, like I played Forza Apex, which is kind of a free demo of Forza. Like the process of re- installing and playing that was really slick. And I thought it didn't really bother me that like, it wasn't on Steam. But the actual
0: process of it isn't too bad. The problem is, the Windows Store is a garbage bin full of clones and yeah. weird. It's, it's like. It's this whole full It's next, the iTunes isn't it? style Wild West of yeah. just horrendous, and shitty it's things. Expensive as well. Like games and that appear on there aren't going to drop in price like, much like or ever. See, the rumor I heard or the thing that I wasn't so much that they were going to allow games on Steam again I've not seen that interview but that they were going to try and use the Xbox app as like a here's a version of the Windows Store that only sells games Uh, kind of thing the good games the ones that we approve proper Um, games which does bring it (laughs) Dangerously close to games for Windows Live again. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. It's, 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 it's stealth bad. It's like one of those like
2: comic book plots where the villain dies, but then like resurrects itself by consuming bodies of like <laughs> future hosts, and they realize, oh god, it's been Games for Windows Live all along.
1: <laughs> and that ultimately yeah. is Microsoft under a different name. Games wise,
3: games wise, off with
1: uh, yeah they kicked off with of Forza Horizon Three. Which is coming to PC, and I'm very excited about that. As it's, you feel, yeah, like, Horizons like a kind of if you don't know, it's like has the kind of handling of the Forza simulation game, but
0: packaged in a more accessible, a more, open world, in, in arcade, in, in burnout style yeah. environment. Yeah, there are these huge open world environments. Um, I think the last game was set like Southern Europe. Yeah. sort of area. It's not as mm-hmm. uh, much of a slave
1: to simulation, so you can tear around on a dirt track with a Lamborghini, and you're not well, going to get yeah. a lot of penalties to you. Um, own traction. Forza
0: is like an interesting relationship to simulation, in like the same way Codemasters do, where they they want to look realistic but not actually be realistic. They going to be fun, and yeah, the, one of the, one of Horizon's great things is. Uh, you earn points for doing... Like in in Forza proper, you earn points for drafting, as they call it, or doing clean overtakes and stuff like that. But in Horizon, you also earn points for just smashing into things and going over big bumps and doing cool spins. Being extreme. And that all chains together in a really satisfying combo meter that then... Well, if you if you build it up long enough, makes the big nice noises at you and says you've unlocked things. Yeah, and that's oh, great. Oh. It's, oh. it's really good at making you feel like you're doing something amazing, even if what you're doing is literally being an idiot <laughs> yeah. on an actual road. Yeah. And this one's <laughs> in set Europe. in um, this one's yeah, set in Australia.
1: Australia, big slice of. Big slice of dusty desert, Australia, and like Sydney, I guess, and it's kind of the pre older horizons. They take a real place and they condense it down to, like yeah. a wee Britain version of it. <laughs> like everything's sort of too close. It's what you yeah. do, isn't it? It's what Euro Truck did. It's what yeah. um, which is what was the Ubisoft on the crew. That, yeah, yeah, and it still feels big, but it's like it's a, it's a cartoon mm. caricature of Australia. So yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's exciting because um. Apex was like a test of. How the Forza engine Apex runs on PC. Apex was basically
0: them saying, "Look, we've got your engine on PC now. We can make all our Forza games and it for runs PC great. in the future." And yeah, yeah. they're doing it. Um, the one problem you'll have with Horizon Three, if it's like either of the other Horizon games, is it will feature the world's greatest douchebag <laughs> as the person who leads you through all the missions and stuff. Yeah. The you, you remember how in Burnout, they cut away to DJ Atomica and you'd just <laughs> groan inwardly. Horizon is that magnified multiple times. Because the dude's actually on screen swaggering around like a bell Is he an Aussie? Uh, no. G'day, mate. Welcome to the race. He's got, he's got some weird <laughs> half-British affectation. And he needs to die in a fire. They need to, they need to get
1: an Aussie now with one of them cock hats. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to Australia. Twenty-year-old stereotypes. Yeah. Apologies to no, Australia. That's I, I like I'm doing a Johnny Depp there. <laughs> uh, You've done a Johnny Depp. I've done it. Yeah. It's Sorry, the first, Australia. First will, rule of podcasting, yeah, If you if you uh, mock this Australian accent, they will tell you firmly: stop mocking the Australian accent. You will get that if you saw Johnny Depp's apology video. <laughs> might have, might have what a tangent on this! Nice um, Final Fantasy fifteen. <laughs> yes. Some. What did you describe it as? Some well dressed boys getting knocked over by a big arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What it is. Yeah. So the yeah, Final Fantasy the new <laughs> one they showed uh, the 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 boy team fighting a giant. Mm. <laughs> if yeah, like, it looked a lot like an Attack on Titan. Titan. Like yeah. A big
0: naked man. Uh, yeah. And fair play to Square. That was definitely one of the few gameplay demos on stage that was actually being played on stage, yeah. because that was never pre-recorded. They, they was yeah. It, <laughs> it was, was very clunky, it was falling over a lot. And, Cause it, yeah. looked,
2: it looked spectacular at first, but then it's like, dodge the big arm, hit the big arm, wait till yeah. he stumbles yeah, bit, hit the, him in the face. There,
0: there seemed no cohesive feedback to what was happening or tactics to it, which you'd think, like, Final Fantasy games are really experimental but they're usually at least semi-tactical in how their fight system yeah. works. You see, I think that that Titan boss must
2: become a summon later on because I think you cheated the gif yeah. Andy of, of someone using the Titan summon to like, which like is is like the size of a skyscraper and rips, part yeah. of the, the, rips a mountain out of the earth and then drops it on your opponent to so just kick the shit out of a baby giraffe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like that classic
1: thing of calling in a summon to fight like the most low level Final Fantasy enemy. But this the, yeah, this Titans its area of effect is like three kilometers. Yeah. It's enormous, like massive spires of rock bursting out of the ground and it's just a giraffe falls over. <laughs> <laughs> so that was actually the best that was the thing that sold me on it more than this. Yeah. Train, I wonder actually. if you fight the these things and then, you know, it's like Final Fantasy eight, you fight the summons and then well at the start of Final Fantasy Eight and they become they join you, yeah. I guess like so. Ifrit and Final yeah. Fantasy. It um, yeah.
0: maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, that demo. didn't Is it coming out on PC? On it hasn't been announced for PC. Yeah. I think Andy put it down there because all the other Final Fantasy games are now basically on yeah, PC. Yeah, so. I didn't even.
1: Yeah, I didn't even think I just assumed it was. It but, hasn't been announced yet, yeah. but yeah, yeah, let's give it six yeah. months, shall we? Well, yeah. See what happens. Let's not linger too long on that then, in case it doesn't come out and we look foolish. More foolish than that Australian accent I did earlier. That's okay, I it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Let's move
1: on. To Tekken uh, Seven. Tekken Seven. It shows you uh, Heihachi fighting Akuma from mm-hmm. Street Fighter, and they have a big old man fight, and it looks very Tekkeny.
2: Yeah, <laughs> nice. There's, cool. They they transition from play to cutscene. That's actually how it works. Like the single player. Like... Oh yeah, they're
1: talking about a more uh, cinematic story. Yeah. thing. On there. right. Those
2: those two those two gentlemen looked very ripe. I thought this is big sweaty, sweaty yeah. meaty sausage bodies punching each other—they're quite
1: old dudes. The yeah. pair of them yeah. I kind of like that, you know. Yeah, two old dudes still just wailing <laughs> <Just on laughs> at yeah. on each other, beating each
0: other. The fight yeah. never ends for oh, those guys. Go. Yeah, Smell um, like a strange crocodile skin handbag. Strangely, yeah. Tekken Seven was the one game that Microsoft didn't announce for PC, and that's because it's coming to Steam, not <laughs> not the Windows Store. Uh, and <laughs> hence, hence why it was just an Xbox One and game. They didn't in have their the voice yeah, exclusive. Mm. Um, let's move on
1: rapidly from that because none of us know anything about Tekken. Old man, <laughs> yeah, old man. Uh, Scale runs next. Yeah, which Platinum's is Platinum's. Yeah, yeah. new. Hey, I've got a Dragon Pal game. I didn't see this bit. So right. someone else. Is, is it Kamiya? It is Kamiya. Yeah, yeah Kamiya
2: came out to show it off. Um, so the game itself looked cool. It mm-hmm. was like co-op, like four people and their dragons fighting a, a big real, crab. real big crab.
0: Because it's E3, yeah. so you've got to get a e- big crab <laughs> in there. There's a lot
2: of crabs in the C three. But there always are. There so always that's are, fine. Yeah. Um real big crab. Um problem is simply that this is probably the first time in a Platinum game that I can think of. There's like their like slightly douchey protagonist has gone full douche. Hmm. And that's what, like what is he? He's like a just a, a man, a human jock man. Um, with like with headphones. With headphones um, around his neck that he like pops on his head for like fights, lists. for fights. Um but the problem is like it's not like it doesn't have that. I don't know. It doesn't have like the Dante Devil May Cry thing, or you know any other kind of you know combo action game protagonist thing. But they're always like, there is always got a bit of swagger, you know. There's like hmm. really a bayonetta or whoever, or the dude from Vanquish. But they never stray. Fu- There's always something weird about them. They never stray fully into, oh, that's just a wanker yeah. <laughs> territory. And but this one does, unfortunately. Uh, that's a shame. Those things to. Like I think a change of
1: anything, change of voice actor, change of visual design would, would yeah make make a big difference. But, so that's coming to PC, and they, they were banging on about it having 4K support. But like every game has 4K support, you just set the resolution to 4K, <laughs> and, the, and it runs in 4K. But anyway,
0: just just let them have their moment, Andy. <laughs> let them enjoy it. Yeah. Right, um. Hey, it's a Platinum game, and it's coming to PC, and that in itself is good. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. sure it'll
1: be. It's one of two games where the main character listens to music while doing things. We'll, we'll, yeah. Watchdogs Two Man does that. We'll talk about him later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about him. Yes. Uh, yeah so let's Hello move on Wars to Halo Wars 2 which is what the creative assemblies a lot of the alien isolation people are making which I believe I've said in this podcast before it's like yeah. don't do that, make an alien game Halo Wars 2 looks it's like
2: Ridley Scott following an alien with what did he follow I don't know Top Gun, we'll Top Gun. wrong Scott brother but yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it's like they've combined it, both Scott brothers into yeah. a single studio
1: I mean yeah Halo Wars Two. Have we got any strong uh, opinions, was opinions on that? Was it? No, I yeah, Halo that. Wars One was alright. And
2: actually, so the footage of this, I was expecting because it's CA, it's a different developer and so on. We only got a lot of the original team involved as well. Mm. It looks a lot like Halo Wars One, which um, is notable primarily and irrelevantly to this podcast for being quite, like probably for being the first RTS I played that really worked with a pad. Like they, they really made it mm. feel nice to make soldiers run around and build a base in this big chunky modular way um the new one looks like more of that which is which is fine it's a bit of a weird um bit of a weird Halo game for them to have brought back because I don't know if Halo Wars was necessarily like if there was anyone like clamoring for for more of that but I enjoyed it as someone who likes Halo games I thought it was fine
1: um yeah hopefully it's a good strategy
0: game I'm up for that yeah Shall we move on? We've yeah. got a lot of games on the list. Yeah, that's should, why, should... why
1: that's why the brevity is yeah. <laughs> so uh, prominent now. But yeah, um, Lawbreakers, Cliffy Cliffy B's Lawbreakers, Zero Gravity Blissed Shootman, Clifton Blee. 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 <laughs> Blee. This Blee. Blee. I believe there's the the beta or the alpha or something Very happening soon, this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Quite, it looks looks <laughs> looks has got and grappling hooks and jetpacks and rocket
2: launches. You can fire backwards and stuff and and iced tea and
1: and earthquakes. It would take a. Yeah. Yeah. It's not quite as. It would take something special to get me off Overwatch, so.
0: Hey. Now, if we're going to. Let's compare all shooting games. This wasn't the Microsoft conference. This was the PC gaming show where Cliff B explicitly pointed out that Overwatch is for anime fans Uh, and lawbreakers won't be. (laughs) uh, And that's. That's a strange. That was a strange thing to say,
1: yes, but that's, that's basically. Classic Clifford with his provocative statements.
2: Yeah. It's provocative, but. The more you think about them, the less they mean.
1: <laughs> I and mean, it's got a it's got a Japanese ninja in it, I guess.
2: It's such a it's such a um it's such a fucking like people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones thing to say, well my game isn't for nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. My futuristic
1: shooting game with cool rocket launches it's and people cool. with rad robot suits <laughs> isn't for dorks, actually. I think of my so, yeah, we're, we're going to play Lawbreakers soon we'll play and we'll have and we'll more. We'll yeah. have better thoughts we don't than have these, these non thoughts. So. And then Gears of War 4. And i got to say, this is the. Of all the conferences, I found this the most boring demo. Mm. My God, it looks like a total snowfest. fest. I think it's it hasn't aged
2: well. Yeah. Like, I, I really admire the original Gears of War trilogy. I think they're great. And. I like two a lot. Really like two. I think they. I think that all three of them are great, and they, they keep getting better. It was like it was a good. One of those good examples that comes along every now and then of, of a studio just getting really good at making yeah. that game, yeah. and every game is better, and every game has new ideas in it, and feels like an escalation, and even like the story. Is so as it is, because it sort of keeps you going through it. So, like new studio for four, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, this one feels
1: like this is. I'll put it this way: this is the Halo Four of Gears of War. <laughs> Yeah. It, there was So, the, the set piece they showed was like classic gears running through between cover, but there was some kind of big sandstorm, and so scenery was just sort of flying at you constantly. But it seemed very uh, like a sort of art- artifice to it. It didn't seem like you were having a dodge. It just seemed like it made the stuff that was happening look more exciting in yeah, quite yeah. an artificial way. I the don't only know. bit
0: I remember is the bit where you shoot bombs coming off a catapult. Yeah. The rest of it is a complete, like, it's I just a, a lot of else that chunky
1: men and now women sort of running around. Um, crouching behind things and then running to another thing crouching behind it it just looked
0: very sort I mean, b- of basic not, and it's not a great game to demo surely that format that crouch yeah, and shoot yeah, yeah. crouch and shoot format just doesn't but like, work but like previous console. ones had
2: like it's a giant worm or we're doing this upside yeah. down or something mm. uh, Woodnote was or we might not get to the other one because it's definitely a console in game but was the first of two instances of someone's heavily muscular now bearded dad
1: emerging from the shadows <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> happened twice in yeah, so you see Marcus Phoenix and I honestly didn't know it was Marcus Phoenix because all the characters and gears look like big hams <laughs> yeah, like exactly. glistening glazed hams <laughs> but it, but um I So instead of his soul patch is now grown into a full beard. Yeah, because he's wise and old now. He's got a big soul now. Yeah, the other, (laughs) (laughs) the other one uh, that you're referring to is Kratos, who's who's now got a dad beard. Yeah, but that's that's another console. Yeah, another platform. So we can't talk about it. We're forbidden from talking about it. Um, So yeah, uh, Microsoft. Microsoft. (laughs) Yeah, some good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like. There was no individual
2: game at Microsoft where I was like, oh, that, which I had for the others, like, you know, last Effect for, Dishon- uh, for EA and, and Dishonored <clears> for Bethesda. There was no- nothing in the Microsoft conference where I was like, that's the one I'm excited about from this
0: thing. I'm yeah. excited about Forza Horizon 3. I'm going to play the shit out of that. Yeah. But it's a very known quantity. It's the third horizon. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be good. The third horizon is time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the next conference was Ubisoft. And it was it opened with a load of people dancing now, and a man in a giraffe suit, Andy, also who, dancing.
0: Who prepared this list of games? You, you've you've skipped straight to Ghost Recon, mostly ignoring the people dancing, which means you've buried the news that Just Dance <laughs> is coming to PC. Oh yeah, now. they were
1: dancing for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Just Dance is coming to PC. P- I, I know people that uh, really rate Just Dance. Mm, I don't people personally like dancing. Maybe play it, so I don't know what to think of that. I did enjoy that this
2: slightly overlapped with the back half of our... PC gaming show. Yes. So yeah. the, while we had lovely, kindly Professor Lee Warren Specter delivering his his lecture to the audience on on on, on games, meanwhile Ubisoft is a man dressed as a big mime doing an electric guitar solo to to Queen, <laughs> while a giraffe yeah. and a panda <laughs> dance around behind him, yeah. and it's like,
1: "Oh yeah, no, okay, fair, fair enough.
2: Yeah, you got us. Bouncer rights yeah. there. Yeah.
1: Well done." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, U- Ubi had a bunch of stuff. They actually two two of my highlights of the whole show were at this uh, mm. conference, which we'll get to. But we'll begin with Ghost Recon Wildlands. Wildlands. It's it's kind of cartel busting uh, environment. Looks a bit like Red Dead, kind of lots of desert scrub and rolling hills. And you go there and you bloody kill a lot of drug manufacturers. Because drugs because you, is bad, you've got to man. to Get the drugs, or yep. save the drugs, or <laughs> yeah. burn the drugs. Burn the drugs. I wasn't paying attention so yeah, at this point. You can. Uh, it's kind of a four-player co co-op-y thing, open-worldy. You can make your own your character thing. Yeah. Sam said he enjoyed it mm. uh, in the form of a tweet, and so he didn't <laughs> explain further. <laughs> <laughs> he just said he enjoyed it. Look, um, next week, maybe enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> that opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's played it, and we haven't, so he's probably the better man. It had a bit of
2: a like. I got a bit of a. Crackdown, GTA multiplayer vibe from it. Mm. Yeah. And I'd, I'd be perfectly up for it was that. It looked quite one. sort
1: of toy boxy and mm. fun just to go in and smash around. Top,
2: and... incredibly forced Ubisoft multiplayer. Oh, yeah. The band's crew are back. They've learned nothing.
1: <laughs> the fake There's, band's crew. Can you
2: imagine how much of a jeb end you'd look like in front of your mates if you started saying, like, tango. Yeah. Down. <laughs> yeah. Like, There's a guard at the bottom of the hill. Tango down.
0: Yeah. Got him. I'd get, yeah. Pretend you wouldn't
1: get into that. Yeah. <laughs> you'd get into that. I didn't that. get into it, but, like, Tango down. I mean, I mean it. no yeah, one we, says that. No one says that. No. <laughs> so yeah, uh, maybe next podcast we'll have Samuel talking about Wildlands yep. with greater insight. Mm. Uh, Star Trek VR, Star Trek Bridge Crew. To give it its full name, Star Trek Bridge Crew VR. This is this is such a cool coup for them
2: because there was a lot of there was a lot of they had they had um like uh, Parmalucky and Co out to, to demo Eagle game. Eagle football, yeah, yeah. the most <laughs> squeechy bird games, yeah. Um, but this feels like so it's basically Artemis Bridge Simulator, in that you're a bunch of people individually manning stations on on the bridge. Artemis Bridge Simulator is, shall we say, indebted to Star Trek somewhat, yeah. more than somewhat. This actually has a Star Trek license and has some modern production values and stuff, and that's
1: enough to get me real excited yeah. about. It. And they got um they got Jodie Laforge, uh, Bones McCoy, and the other seven of nine. Seven of nine, yeah. to play it. Seven out of ten. Seven out of <laughs> ten. <laughs> oh, that's the, um, that's the review header, if it turns yeah. out, in fact, to be a seven out of ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it actually inspired me to dig out Star Trek Bridge Commander from 2001, the old Activision game, which is bloody brilliant. So look out for a retrospective of that in the next PC gamer, which is an excuse for me to sit and play Star Trek Bridge Commander. I think, yeah,
2: the obvious problem here is... We need four, four mates with VR headsets. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's the problem with every VR world. Presumably, in. you
1: can play it online, Ala. la Cree. Like, but then again, you still need four four it's, friends. It's, with it's not a death. I mean, you, like you need to be mates, right? Like you need to be. I guess, yeah, you don't uh, want to get into matchmaking. So. Yeah, with some idiot who keeps not putting power on the doing phases doing properly. Learn to engineer. <laughs> the, yeah, doing um, donuts in the Enterprise. So yeah, that looks that looks fun. Yeah. Um, Watch Dogs Two. Yep. To watch two dogs. It looks the thing about this is it looks so much more f- bloody fun. It's yeah. not got that sulky man in a trench coat. It's no. got a fun man in a bomber jacket doing parkour. <laughs> Those <laughs> are two types of man. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, so why not pick the best uh, What's he called? Marcus Holloway. He's, like that. he's part
0: of a, a hacking group called Dead Sec. And he's to, at, in the words of the screen, <laughs> who want to in the words of the Steam description. Do the biggest hack in the yeah, world? the biggest hack. <laughs>
2: it's the biggest hack ever, and
0: it's set in San Francisco, which is a good, good
1: setting for it. You know, being the, 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 the this was the Bay Area to be more specific, which is tech, the world, the land of tech. Uh, it's kind of um, lots of men. Uh, in sort of weird outfits, throwing gang signs at each other, and saying "wicked" and, and having looks, emoticons
0: looks, for eyes. Yeah, it
1: looks it looks quite silly, and it's a little bit Nathan Barley, a little bit embarrassing in some ways, but also kind of I just like the sense of fun it has, and uh, the uh, been able to fly little drones around and cause mischief. There's a it bit looks quite in the fun. demo where
2: he's standing on a crane, like a traditional old school like analog crane, probably runs mm-hmm. on diesel, yeah. you know. And he has to move the crane, and so the button it. is a foot away from him, and he hacks it. With his <laughs> and like that's not that's not hacking, that's magic. Yeah. Like, how do you hack
1: yeah. the analog button on an old school crane? It's because he's a because he's a millennial. He's just lazy. He wants to do it <laughs> on his phone. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. You know, pressing buttons is just. Baby boom and blitter Um bullshit. Andy <laughs> Kelly. Um, yes. The, the yeah, because previously we talked about the band and scale band. Uh, there's a bit they showed where he puts on his headphones uh, during a stealth section and listens to um, Eric B and Rakim, um, which seems you know if you're trying to uh, you know infiltrate somewhere, yeah, you, you actually need to be able to hear probably. Yeah, the the, the guards can just hear. Tss,
3: tss, 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 tss. Huh? What's that?
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, it looks. It, it, I thought the stealth looked a bit rough, actually. Yeah, just... it looks it looks very, and it's got the old yeah. Ubi Vision see-through walls business and but yeah the the city looks nice it's got sea lines in it dogs it's got dogs selfie sticks it's very it, it looks it's very reminiscent of GTA in a lot of ways in the sense of the color and the slightly cartoonish version of that city like I don't know I don't want to get too excited about it because mm. it, it might suffer from ubi bloat
0: I'm looking forward to of, it um yeah. yeah I think there was a a quick peek of the map and it was filled yeah. with icons and stuff and that's that's just going to happen yeah. but uh, reading Sam's preview and this is another thing I'll be able to talk more about next week um, but it, it, the, the thing that really impressed <laughs> him was just how much freedom you have to go about and complete missions and yeah. that's something they that didn't really have as much of in Watch Dogs like you, you had this tool that was supposed to let you manipulate the environment but it happened <laughs> within a very linear way within the, the nature of the missions just mm-hmm. because of where they'd put things, there was just a sensible order of progression to it. Yeah. Um,
1: sounds like that's not so much the case here. So yeah, and you can just hack like any car and drive it around. They've, they've not they've taken it's not that how to cars their... work yeah, exactly. Well... It just went balls to any kind of sense. You can just hack a car and drive it around. Um, yeah, I think Sam talked about hacking a car and accidentally reversing it over someone over a dog. Which, you know, that... yeah, over a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like crushed dogs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you can sh- uh, sh- pet dogs in it. So. Yeah, that, they're, they're living up to the Both. name, finally. Yeah, <laughs> Car giveth, car taketh away. <laughs> um, yes, go- that's Watch Dogs yeah. Uh Next game is one of my personal highlights. Grow, grow Up. Grow Up. Grow which Up. Which is the sequel to the brilliant Grow Home. Yeah, you would be fun with that one. Yeah, which was a fun little kind of platformer made by a small team at Ubisoft, Reflections. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was about sort of growing a, a massive space plant so high that you could reach your spaceship, and then space um, and then yeah, recover a seed for your space mom who would give you a little pat on the head. It was lovely, and it had had one of the most uh, fun uh, movement systems, where there's a kind of um, you feel like the weight of the the main character as a tiny robot has a sort of momentum, and so you sort of feel you're wrestling against his own bumbling physics as you try and climb these massive this massive plant you've created. It's just—it's it. too weird to explain. It's like six quid on Steam, and I bought it on a woman and you know, I fell in love with it immediately. This is an, another one. It's called Grow Up, and now the, the space plant can sort of reach out of the entire planet. So in this, in the original, you're on like an island, and now you can sort of build you a massive plant uh, on a planetary scale, which sounds exciting. It just looks fun and colorful. Yes, please. In summary, yes, please. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, and oh yeah my, and my other highlight was the next one they showed which is steep steep is an extreme <laughs> mountain, mountain sport the mountain game yeah uh, run about on a big mountain inst- bring up a radio menu to instantly switch between wingsuit snowboard skis and something else and so it's kind of a uh, you can pause the game and pull a camera out of this massive mountain range and see the whole thing and go I want to go up the Matterhorn on my snowboard. And jump off it. It just looks like a really fun yeah, SSX really like well. combined with like SSX three or the ter- the not so good reboot, cross with like Far Cry. Yeah,
2: yeah. With a, bit a skates
1: idea. and just yeah, it's got kind of social things. We can just go up a mountain with your pals and, and snowboard about. It was really mi- min- strikingly minimalist for an Ubisoft game. that the, the mm-hmm. interface was almost purposefully. Well slight, just a There's short... How many side you know. quests can you add to a yeah, snowboarding game? Yeah, exactly, and I kind of liked that. It's like taking a breather, whereas Watch Dogs was like, oh, these interface elements and systems, mm. this is just like the purity of just f- fucking about been... in a man.
0: He was off to enjoy open world games, so let's do one that just involves going down a place. Yeah. yeah just enjoying the place. Jumping off of places. There was See a nice him. moment where uh, like, I think uh, the, the point of view was following a character that was snowboarding down, and there were people uh, with wingsuits, yeah, zooming around about them, them yeah. and one of them smacked into a jagged rock and <laughs> just went, he's dead. He's like, <laughs> <"Yeah>, fair enough.
1: <laughs> so yeah, steep looks steep. It looks interesting.
2: Yes, please. I, I yeah, I really respect it as well. Nice to see a big announcement for like a new thing that hmm. isn't like
1: a Tom Clancy game or a shooter or something yeah. like that. It's actually like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, unless they go Tom Clancy steep <laughs> and they put like night vision goggles and. <laughs> tag vests. Tom winter. Clancy's winter holiday.
0: <laughs> you just play as Sam Fisher, like, we think having just, a break. But what if it turns out Steeps, the game that Clint Hocking moved to when he joined Ubisoft, and there'll be a whole malaria system in there. And <laughs> yeah. Buddies. Snowboard, um, buddies. Your snowboard breaks. Your snowboard
1: jams.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd actually, I actually want to play... Real-time
3: Tom...
0: snowboard degradation.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to play the Tom Clancy winter sports game, where all the different Tom Clancy, like, Franchises are there. Yeah. So, like, you're like, I don't know, like, you're, <clears throat> you're, ski- you're gently skiing down, like, a, a, the, the piece is like old man Sam Fisher when, like, the fucking Rainbow Six snowboard Dean Sanchez comes, comes by on <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, on, comes, like, you're bloody kids. is <clears throat> like Rainbow Six are doing all tricks and stuff. <laughs> and then, like, you know, Ghost Recon are there. Like, I don't know. I don't have any more mileage in this yeah. bit,
1: but. Jack Ryan. Yeah. Turns up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um,. And then South Park the Fractured Butthole, which is, Stick of Truth was a sort of fantasy, poking fun at fantasy, this is poking fun at Marvel, the Marvel superhero cinematic universe type thing, the permeation of superheroes into everything. So yeah, you can probably guess what's going on there. Lots of Looked fun. Yeah, like, like, like the, 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 the combat looks- system's been kind of beefed up a bit. There's more interesting stuff with movement. Yes, and this time you can move. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you're not just pinned to the one place. It, yeah, it's a different team. It's not Obsidian aren't involved, but Trey Parker and Matt Stone are involved again. And yeah, it looks it, there's some funny moments. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the 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 one full scene they showed was pretty sharply written. Yeah. I that. Is that at the start when you the um you're the new kid and you he's he comes up with your backstory?
2: No, it was the one where they are arguing about the franchise. The, oh yeah, the, the franchise phase. rights. Yeah. yeah, and what phase everyone gets their own. Yeah, because really yeah, and... they break off to do like a <laughs> yeah yes, to, do, to do two different yeah, franchises. And they, they poke fun at DC comics. Then, yeah, it's and... the line that's like. But yours is gonna fail halfway through
1: phase one. DC Comics, yeah. I wonder if it'll be as good without Obsidian's uh, involvement, but you know, I, I'm, I'm up for more of that. More south parking, mm-hmm. yes, please. I gotta stop saying yes, please. <laughs> after
0: all the games I like, <laughs> yes, please. So it seems like your overall rating of Ubisoft is yes, please. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, please.
1: I think that was my favorite of the lot. Um, there was a lot of um stuff I didn't read, really... Wildlands and. It was All quite a long one. They showed a lot of stuff. And, yeah, it was yeah. a good mix of stuff. And yeah, but yeah, grow up and steep are my yes pleasers for that one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like Al- yes please, My biggest of yes please
2: of the day was the Sony conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: which is the next one we're going to talk about. Dang, That's... that was a good. That was a good crunch and roll. A little segue, a little yeah. segue.
0: Yeah. So what did they show? Sony. Um, they showed a lot of Sony games that will only be available on the PS4. Yeah, but there was also some stuff that applies to pc as well including resident evil 7 or resident e7 as the brand <laughs>
1: yeah. that was quite clever actually it's how, quite a um, good logo. both you know on uh, so on the on the um, european logo mm. on the you know wherever it's called resident evil in the world the 7 incorporates the end of evil on uh, the japanese one biohazard uh, a bit of the z is 7 the number 7 mm. that's very clever that's i was wondering how they're going to
2: gonna... a roman numeral 7 into into the you the Western name for the game. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. good on good logo design, guys. Yeah,
1: but to the game, what <laughs> is what the, it, It's very different. It's um, uh, Jordan Amaro, it, Exquisite Productions, who also worked on PT, is involved in it, and there's a little uh, boy. Taste can of you that. tell? Yeah, yeah. True. There's a little. Has anyone played the demo yet? No, I watched someone play through it, and it definitely has that PT thing of bearing repeating playings because there's playthroughs because there's um, secrets hidden in it and. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, it's a lot dark. Well, a lot darker, literally, because you can only see like a meter in front of you, and you've got a flashlight. But it's a more a Silent Hill esque look to it. It's not the kind of jump uh, Georgey Romero zombie stuff. It's more Silent Hilly psychological weirdness. Yeah. Nice for that series to break away from its increasingly cumbersome. Yeah. Yeah. Those sort of Michael Bay action films that. the last few uh, were just getting a bit lost their mind a bit with that. Yeah,
2: so. I, I imagine there are people who are upset to see the end of
1: <laughs> that. Yeah, it yeah. takes such like, a sharp right turn into But, yeah. Sarah, but. They can always make another you know, familiar one. This is just like a that, good well, experiment, it's evil. There'll be at least five spin-offs between yeah. Seven's release and the next game. And it'll so. have Queen Herbs and typewriters and all that in it, so you can just feel... But yeah, I you mean, feel at home. But yeah, it looks it's
0: going to be in VR as well. But you know, as in everything, especially with like Silent Hills and everything coming to an end. It's, yeah, yeah, going in this direction is quite quite an exciting thing to see. Yeah.
3: Hmm.
1: yeah, Modern Warfare remastered. They showed some more footage of of COD Four with uh, new graphics. And uh, I must admit, I I've got a little bit of nostalgia for Call of Duty Four because it was. I played it and it was very surprising when it came out of nowhere and it was like wow this is good.
0: So I'd kind of like for a little nostalgia trip to revisit that play, with Shiny graphics. Yeah, I played Modern Warfare a couple of months ago for a thing for Games Radar and yeah, it's still a very good shooter. Mm. It's a good solid shooter, probably one of the best, one of the best Call of Duties yeah. campaigns. Some so, good moments that were quite. I remember at the time being quite uh, subversive.
1: You know, like making you players. Uh, bust your ass to stay, save that helicopter pilot and yeah. then get immediately blown up by a nook. Like, back when that stuff was like... You didn't expect that to happen. Now, That was a, you're like an actual twist, yeah. yeah that, was, that was cool. Um, <clears> but <throat> the
0: only way you're going to get Modern Warfare remastered is if you buy Call of Duty <laughs> yeah. Infinite Warfare. Which, you which look fucking looks really
1: good. Yeah, you guys were... I've not properly watched the trailer, but you guys oh, were no, both you should, surprisingly... Like, yeah.
0: There is... It took me a minute to cotton on to the fact it was Call of Duty. Partly because it happened like during... Sony's weird, here's a trailer, here's a trailer, here's a trailer Now here's a VR trailer and another one And it was like, oh is this a VR game? Uh, (coughs) Nope, it's just Call of Duty looking Not like anything They've done before
2: Because when when they said, oh this one's going to be In space, mm. I assumed it would be In the same way that the last one was a bit Deus Ex and the one before that was like A bit in the future where it's not really, it's like still cardboard. Yeah, they appropriate
0: a theme to put it within their template. It's the skybox like, changes, you know? It's like, yeah. oh, we're on a
2: Mars colony, but we're doing the same things. Whereas <clears> this <throat> looked like Battlestar. Like, it's a lot of Battlestar yeah. and it Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, it opens with this, the, the main character in first person, so walking onto the bridge, and you get like a pop up, which is like, you know, new intel available in the captain's quarters, which heavily implies that the, the, the sh- your ship, your like command cruiser, well, the like bridge a, of a like a, a starship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Space. an actual yeah. battleship in space. Like, no, it's not. It's not the. It's not, <laughs> it's not the near future. It's the, it's the it's damn the future. future. Like, yeah. in, imagine <laughs> a battle star. Like, you're the bridge of your battle star. Yeah. Right? Oh wow! And then and there's like so it's an open world environment. Then you loads up like a galaxy map. I mean, but just for the solar system. Yeah, loads of different missions you can do around the solar system. Oh wow! And Then picks one of them, and that alone is a huge break from the past. right? Yeah. it's like pick your own mission. And, like, mousing over different planets to get facts about them and stuff. Mm. And it's, like, there's an enemy cruiser in orbit around the moon, so you're going to go do that. And then, like, the same level of, like, scripted sequence, incredible level of detail. But, like, for, like, loading into a a space fighter, being fired out of, like, again, a very Battlestar style. Uh, The tube. The tube, yeah. yeah, Into space. Like, a lengthy dogfighting section, which then ends in... um, like you jumping out of the cockpit of your space fighter onto the hull and then using a grappling hook to like a freeform grappling hook that doesn't go to fixed place, it goes to any kind of piece of space debris mm. that you can then stand <clears throat> on because there's no gravity. Yeah. While you're like shooting dudes that are in like space jet packs with an, uh, an assault rifle, like grappling that, hooking them and then pulling them to you and then ripping their space helmets off. And then like, yeah, and, okay. I think in a nod to Modern Warfare 4, uh, sorry, Call of Duty 4, anyway, mm. uh, Modern Warfare um, like, breaching the bridge of the ship through the windows, through the windows, but from space. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, they put, like, this charge on the window and then you see, like, all the like the bridge crew of the ship like, oh, shit, and, like, <laughs> run away, and then it goes off and, and just... the air
0: rushes out and then all the people get thrown out and you go inside, go inside and reactivate inside. the gravity. It's like... Yeah, you, like, blast doors come down as you hit a button and then it sort of becomes a more traditional, like, you're in a space That's, and you, it that is looks... Lot what I expected no you should go back and watch it it looks yeah. really good like, f- it's the
2: first I felt the urge to play a, like a COD for a and while and there's some you know I think that it's worth having some <clears throat> sort of you know moderating expectations in some ways like the dogfighting bit I didn't like people were like oh it's going to be on rails like you're just going to, choose to shoot shoot the guns but like not control where it flies uh, that doesn't look right from what you see in the trailer because like, mm. like they're it's not a trailer it's contiguous it's, it's gameplay but with like big time jumps between yeah. different parts of the mission mm. and like in that <clears throat> bit you can see like there are button prompts to like target the ship that's in your reticule and i don't see why you would have that if it was just about moving a cursor around shoot yeah. stuff like it looks like you lock onto something and then chase it for a bit and then she's so yeah like even if it's just a big silly spectacle it didn't look spectacular which is what you would want
3: hmm. yeah
1: cool so yeah cod actually not leaving us with feelings other than on yeah well that was that was the thing like <laughs> i felt
2: i felt shamed like mm. I mean, cause this is one of the reasons I loved the Sony conference so much. Not only did it have, I mean, it's not on PC like Star Wars VR X Wing experience, which is like, yeah, okay, fine, I'm buying a PlayStation VR. Now. <laughs> yeah. um, but it had—is that like, definitely exclusive to? I, I think so. Okay. Like, like also Arkham VR, like yeah. Rocksteady making out a VR Batman game, yeah. like all this stuff. Um, but they have like there's this moment where like, I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm ready to.
0: Ready to snuff. Oh, yeah.
2: And then I'm like, and it was after this run of awesome <coughs> VR things. And yeah. Then, yeah, the Call of Duty thing opens. No, no, no sense that it's Call of Duty. It's just this mega detailed, like looks a bit like Star Citizen, like what Star Citizen wants to be, or like mm-hmm. what Squadron Forty Two wants to be. Um, I'm like, oh man, yeah, I'm into this. Like, yeah, like wow, that, that was really then, clever.
0: Like be, because they didn't have that. Oh, and introducing <coughs> person from Activision, it was just here's another yeah. trailer it gave me time to go, this looks fucking amazing before <laughs> I went, oh my God, it's Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, like, if felt, they'd just gone, oh, here's a Call
2: of Duty. Yeah, I I felt, might have been a bit. And so then the first thing is, like, I'd already tweeted something like, fucking hell, this looks like, yeah. Uh, and then, and then it was like, and then I realized this is Call of Duty and I felt shame. And I was like, not shame because I felt, I think my first reaction was embarrassment and then yeah. like, I delete that tweet because I've been nice. And I was like, no, no, fuck it. Like that. And then I felt shame that I even thought that. Mm. I mean, it went on this emotional journey of, like, I instinctively don't like this series, yeah, but that's wrong. Uh, you know, and then like, you have to deep, re- like, so, yeah. So basically, a bunch of men shooting each other in space made me deeply reflect on my inherent biases <laughs> as a
0: as a consumer
2: of computer video games. Damn. Yeah,
0: uh, really good show. Um, uh, and sticking with space, yeah, and going back to
1: back to the Star Wars. Yeah, this is this is out soon. Lego Star Wars: Force Awakens yeah. is out very soon. Um, I'm. I kind of, I, 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 I like the look. Of it. I talked about it on another podcast. I like the look of it. I, I want to just relive Force Awakens, basically. I don't Leg like men.
0: that Lego now has just audio from the films, like dialogue yeah, from the films. That's the
1: only thing I'm disappointed in because there was a charm to them silent. Them just like, being silent, a silent
0: comedy really yeah. well, really well. Like, it's,
2: um, it, the humor still seems predominantly visual. Like yeah. it's that thing where like um, Kylo Ren is like choking the guy who didn't find the droid. But instead of being on the bridge of the thing, he's in his like teenage <laughs> bedroom. <Yeah. laughs>
1: and there's a bit where, um, yeah, when when Kylo confronts Ray in the um, the forest, um, she throws a lot of vegetables at him, and he slices them up into <laughs> a salad. <Yeah>. See <laughs> so, yeah, how like that combined with like the serious, you know, uh, the film dialogue is a bit weird. But um, otherwise, it looks it looks fun. You know? I'm sure. Yeah, it will be that Lego
0: game that you play. Yeah,
1: sometimes. and they, they fill in some of the uh, the backstory. Like, so, you find out, you know, you follow Paul Dameron on on missions that you didn't see in the film. I wonder if they were in the books that I've read. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, and there's nothing in it for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And
2: almost, almost, that's my own
1: fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess we should. There's we no good end. segue here into this yeah, next let's game. Let's just end with the weirdest so, thing of the show. Kojima happened. <laughs> yeah. Sony so he went, here's a blank check, Kojima, do what you want. And Kojima. He did what he wanted. <laughs> yeah. And what he wanted he was... was, uh, there,
2: was for, for Norman Reedus to wake up... Uh, invis- initially invisible, Norman Reedus, to wake up naked on an oil-slicked beach surrounded by dead whales and crabs, clutching a baby that might have been his that was then invisible except for its oil handprints, <laughs> while five
0: psychics floated in the sky. Set to Icelandic experimental rock. Yeah. And then... <clears throat> Death Stranding. Death
1: Stranding. So Death um, <laughs> Death Stranding is yeah, Kojima's new game, uh, free of Konami. Um, death Stranding. Someone tweeted a link to this. Describes when whales and dolphins beach themselves. Uh, it's a mass called Death Stranding. Is stranding. Yeah. yeah and so you that's have live so that, stranding and death stranding. Yeah. So hence <clears throat> all the dead whales on the the beach. To me, look like actually in in Iceland there are beaches with black sand. And I went to um. one when I was there, and it looked—it's such a weird sight seeing this volcanic black sand, and it looks like that to me. Um, or it could be like slicked with the oil that the baby turned into. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Norman, yeah, Norman Reedus is that um, man who looks like he needs a bath from The Walking Dead. Um, he's naked, okay. and he's got a lot of—he's um, got a, a necklace with a lot of metal uh, things on his necklace, with, with um, equations carved into the the things on his neck. Someone, so someone zoomed into the key art of Naked Redis and uh, they've got their laser etched into these like metal things in his necklace as like um famous equations.
2: He's also covered in little handprints. Yeah. As if mm. he's been climbed by many oil babies <laughs> yeah. prior to this happening. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And they showed some ba- uh, behind the scenes footage of of Redis in a suit clutching a tiny plastic baby, and I just want I'd love to see what, how Kajima directed him there, like you know, how do you what, What's the emotion that a stirred up in readers? <laughs> because he's got a really angry expression. Well, baby. And they they made a point. Because made a point of saying that it was all done. Uh, uh, they didn't hire a cinematic company to make mm. this teaser. He did it. You know, him and his team did it, and it and it was running. And he's not decided what engine he wants to use yet. He's got he's torn between two. But it was rendered in. One of them in one of these engines, so it's not Fox engine um, because Konami on that. Um, But he did talk about a bit about what the hell it is, and he said it's going to be an action game along the lines of Metal Gear, so it's not going to be a horror type thing. Um, But he, (laughs) he, yeah, but he explained (laughs) he he, he used this really tortured analogy, surprise, surprise, to describe the the spirit of the game. So he talked about how two of mankind's most important uh, tools that we created were the stick and the rope. And he said that um, in other games, um, it's looked at how the stick is used as a weapon. <laughs> and he says he wants yeah, Death yeah, Stranding yeah. to be about how we'd, you would use the rope. And he talks about how we use the rope to, to tether ourselves to the things we, that are important to us. We use it to climb. We use it to pull things towards us. So he says the spirit of the game yeah, is a rope. video game things, yeah. So your, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, so it's going to have grappling hooks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if you attached a metal clot at the end? of you know? Of do you know what this made
2: me realize? This, this teaser—it made me realize that Hideo Kojima is the Werner Herzog of games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He'd love that. Yeah. yeah. Or like, but
2: this and this feels like the dream project
1: where it's like, yeah, this is, yeah, he's been he's been given free reign I'm looking into to it to make like, whatever he wants. We should point it. out.
0: Um. So, currently, it's only properly announced for PS4. Um. But a. FAQ posted around the time of Kojima Studios' announcement did say that the first game would come to PC as well, and that got deleted within about an hour of it going up, Uh, because it was an FAQ hosted on Sony's thing, uh, so somebody hadn't gone through and cleared out those two letters, PC, from it. Yeah,
1: Metal Gear 5 was a really big success on mm, PC and and critically acclaimed.
0: It's about how much money Sony has thrown at Kojima and what what the Stipulations of that DLR. Yeah. But yeah, so look, but lots of. In. Like, for, yeah. like, obviously, he's years away. He's not even deciding on an engine yet. This game is going to take a long time to make. Yeah. And that means we've got years <clears throat> of weird, batshit yeah. trailers and, as, and uh, yeah, teasers. Yeah. And, and like all his cryptic teasers, the.
1: Connections to the game might be so like almost non-existent, mm. so it's just more of a. I think
0: it's more of a. Th- At this point, you just thematic to the roller coaster and yeah, just enjoy the crazy, about crazy the ride. Crazy Yeah,
2: if that game turns out to mm. be like, I've got to save the crabs,
1: <laughs> like grappling <laughs> hook. Yeah. Yeah. I think he said it was about someone who finds themselves misplaced. So <laughs> and and so the the so grappling th- hook accident. Yeah. So, yeah. The, yeah. so the so the rope thing. It has the essence of of me, of of the rope as a tool, and it's so it's like, about a person yeah, being like, misplaced and it's got a, a naked Norman So if
2: if 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 so, if the Metal Gear is if you know as in the weapon is like that's the ultimate stick, right? That's the whole point of that series is, yeah. is the ultimate stick is a walking robot with like a penis nuke, yeah. and that's the stick. Yeah. Then presumably the rope is what like a big floppy robot that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that uh, pulls you towards it. Oh, who knows? Okay. But yeah, he's just Kojima's just going off on one, and I
0: love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, Sam does not like it. He he said that was a load of pretentious nonsense. See, that's weird, I'd call I call it beautiful thought, nonsense. It's yeah. just it stuff happened and it was
1: great. I thought <laughs> Sam would have been down with it being such a Kojima no. fan. Kojima's uh, not going to come out yeah. and
2: be like, you know, what? I'm going to make You metal like iron robot. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah, Iron Cog is my new thing.
1: Well, I wondered if it would be like um, how Dark Souls was to Demon Souls. You know, uh, thematic similarities, even shared systems and, and ideas,
2: be, but to be fair, different like... gink. Yeah, incredibly high concept, philosophical, pseudo, whatever, married to an actual really good video game mm. is like a hundred percent appropriate.
1: Yeah. yeah, Death Stranding. The mm. weirdest game of the show by far, and yeah. I don't know so, what yeah. to make of it, but yeah, that was Sony's show. Was, was, wanna, was that, that was
0: that was the applicable bits of Sony's show? Yeah, yeah there was lots of um, yeah, well, PlayStation there lots stuff, of stuff, yeah, that we won't ever get to play.
1: Yeah, games.
0: Wow, that, that was games. That was E three. Summary. Yes, please. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Andy, I think you've already answered this, but. Uh, Game of the show. Game of the show.
1: I'll say steep, just Mm. because it was best a bit different. I've I've yearned for an SSX type game for a while now.
0: Christopher,
3: see,
2: Dishonored Two didn't feel like a game for this show to me, but I'm really excited about it. Mass Effect Andromeda didn't have like the show, like it's a game I was already excited about. Yeah. So I'm not picking those things just for those reasons. (laughs) Like things they didn't, they don't feel like E3 things to me. They feel like things I'm excited about anyway. So for that reason, I'm actually going to go, and I can't say the Star Wars VR thing. <laughs> <laughs> no. <For obvious> reasons. <laughs> no. So, I'm hmm. sort of tempted to say steep as well, actually. Simply because it was a thing that I wasn't expecting to want. Yeah. It was a thing that I didn't know would happen. That was like, actually, yeah, I do fancy playing this.
0: Yeah, if anything, that was like the one huge surprise thing we didn't know about that is out there from what the norm is. Like, Quake Champions was announced, but yeah, yeah it honestly it's between steep and infinite
2: warfare, and mm. uh, the reason I don't I'm, I'm not saying infinite warfare is partly because I think oh also know at the end of the day it's going to be a six to ten hour campaign with some spectacular bits that I'll I'll, I'll play through once and probably isn't it going to it'll be exciting but it's not going to like offer a really new experience but like snowboarding down a big mountain
0: with my mates I can see it'd be really fun. Yeah, so, so, I mean yeah, really really like the steep like yeah. look of Sonic Two, which was new to me, so that was. Nice, and Forza Horizon Three is just the thing I'm happy about coming to PC. Yeah, in whatever form it does.
1: Games are exciting. Yeah, and there's lots of them coming out. Holy shit! Indeed, that's my uh,
0: analysis. So yeah, good E3. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And on that yipping, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should close it off here. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you've got any questions, which we will be answering again next week, uh, send them to PCGamer at FutureNet.com. I think is our email. Subject line podcast, otherwise, i will get lost. Yeah. In the deluge. Oh, my God, it will get so lost. Yes. Uh, or you can tweet us. Uh, I am at Octada, O C T A E D E R. I'm
2: at Ultra Brilliant. I'm at C Thurston, which is C T H U R S T
0: E N. All right then, Uh, cheers and bye. Bye bye.